intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm. Oh my God! Davis is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. She bobbles it and now has to try and recover. Deshaun Jackson gets a block. Are you kidding? Steps into it. Pass is caught. Diggs sideline touchdown. Hello and welcome to the second episode of The Master Plan. I am Michael Filipkowski. Today's episode is about Jameis Winston, and I'm sure you've already read the title. So back in 2015, the first pick of the first round, the Buccaneers decided to pick Jameis Winston, FSU quarterback. And since that moment, the Buccaneers have been on a roller coaster ride with Jameis Winston. But to truly understand this unique man, we need to start from before he was even a Buccaneers quarterback, before he was even drafted into the NFL. Luckily today, we have a local resident Buccaneers fan, Connor DiBiase, here with us. Connor, welcome to the program. Hey, Michael. Pleasure to be here. So before Jameis Winston entered the NFL, he, he was already in a world of trouble, right? He was accused of sexual assault. And while it, he, he never was like, a fully accused, he did settle the case. And regardless of, you know, all of that, it seemed to follow him almost as soon as he went into the NFL. Yeah, right. Was it before he got drafted or after the draft? When he- it was It was somewhere around that time. Yeah, it, re- it really affected, it, it, must, it might have affected him mentally, but it was definitely a rough start for a young quarterback going into the, a brand new league and and you're already faced with you know adversity that you know that m- most you know NFL players don't face but nevertheless like that's where Jameis Winston starts so we're going to be discussing Jameis Winston and and Connor might get a little mad throughout this episode because we're going to be trashing on the uh, the Bucks a little bit but let's start from the very beginning because I mean, when you look at Jameis Winston's stat numbers throughout his first, you know, five years as a quarterback, he's he's played. I mean, he's played some good years. He's played a lot of like strong games. The Buccaneers, as a team, they've improved. He's had a lot of. He's had a lot. He, there, he's the good comes with the bad with Jameis Winston is basically what I'm trying to say. A lot of touchdowns, a lot of interceptions, and lots of yards. So, what do you think? Yeah. Throughout his career so far, he has not had a very strong coach. That's true. That's job. true. He has had some weak weak coaches in the past. And and part of it is because there's so much overturn in, in his head coaching. Like I know I think Vance Joseph might have been the coach on there at some point. I forget I forget who it was. But regardless, there have been a lot of coaches who have been down in in, in uh, Tampa and they really have not succeeded with Jameis Winston and part of that might be his fault but definitely for a young quarterback having lots of changes in head coaches doesn't help your game because you're you're changing you're trying to learn the playbook and then it changes and that's tough to deal with you know that he's he's not had the easiest ride let's put it that way in terms of head coaching at least yeah I agree with you there but still Mm -hmm. against him on this point for a first pick in the draft, it still has been lackluster what he's done. Oh yeah, no, definitely. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not defending Jameis Winston. I don't. I don't think he's he's 
at the caliber. Look, I think the whole 2015 draft class was kind of a bust a little bit. I mean, Marcus Mariota and Jameis Winston were picked one and two, and uh, one's a backup, and uh, who knows what's going to happen with Winston over the offseason. We'll get to that a little bit later in the program. But overall, it's been disappointing. And and the biggest yeah. thing that I see, especially with Jameis Winston, is a lot of young quarterbacks have trouble um, early on because maybe they don't have the talent because they use like the first couple picks on on they use the first pick on Winston, so they're not going to have a lot of talent that surrounds him. But it's that's not really the case with the Buccaneers. I have their year by year starting lineup, and they've had a lot of strong players. They've had. They've had Doug Martin. They had him for a number of years. They've had Mike Evans for a number of years, who's been a pro bowler like forever. They've had deep threats in Deshaun Jackson. They've had Vincent Jackson. This year, as you know, they had Chris Godwin, who absolutely you know tore up defenses. I mean, he had Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, who, I mean, I know in fantasy, they got a lot of points because they got the James Winston just they throw the ball a lot and. He's had a lot of help around him, I think. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I agree with you there. For multiple years, they've had definitely one of the top receiving cores. And for Janus, I guess that has translated because they have been a top offense. Yeah, that's true. They've been a top offense for a very long time. And I think their their defenses their defense has gotten better over the years. I've never I've never said their defense has been great, but it feels like in the offseason Every single every single off season, it, it seems like they're going to be there. They seem they seem like they're going to cross the threshold from being a a mediocre team to being a, a playoff team. And there's a there's a there's a big jump there for them. And I honestly think that we're still waiting on that, and that's the problem. Because at some points in this past season, you you, you would watch the Buccaneers, and I have the game by game as well. Like, they beat some good teams, like, over the season. And it almost felt like they they had crossed a threshold, so to speak. They, I mean, they had some big wins. And towards the end of the season, they were, they were rolling off wins. And then it seemed to almost completely stop. They, they had peaks and fl- – like, it was, it, was, it was disappointing, to say the least. Because with the Buccaneers, it was one of those – they're one of those teams that – they can score a lot of points, but they can also hold you to not a lot of points. And it seemed like every game, it would come down to Jameis Winston being able to make a play. And it would almost be like he wouldn't be able to make that play. And sometimes do the exact opposite. What do you think? Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. I'll an example the final game versus Atlanta. Yeah. That was the chance to end this season with a winning record. Um, yeah, or at least, yeah. First throw of overtime, game's over like that. At pick six, and that's almost the perfect way to describe the Brown, uh, the the Buccaneers season. This season, it's Jameis Winston in in control, and he absolutely did not get it done in you know in crunch time. I mean, look at his stats. He was first in passing yards. He threw over five thousand passing yards. He had thirty three touchdowns. The problem for him is he threw 30 interceptions. He had more interceptions than everyone in the league. He he had a 30-for-30 30 30 season. 
I, that's never been done before. I, at least not to my knowledge. I, uh, first time you're yeah, that. I, 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 look, I watched, I, I don't watch the Buccaneers that often, and, and I, I do watch Red Zone quite a bit, but, it, you know, sometimes it doesn't work out and I'm not able to watch the Buccaneers. There's one, there was one game this season where I did watch the Buccaneers. And I, I don't watch all the Buccaneers games, so I can't say it was the worst game of the season because I don't, I don't watch enough. But it was the worst game of the season that I've watched, like, just in general. The Texans were playing the Buccaneers, and the Texans were not playing. The Texans were – Watson threw an interception. It, it wasn't a good start. They were fumbling the ball. And this is when you expect Jameis Winston with a, a solid core around him, a decent offensive line, nothing nothing special, great, great core wide receivers, a, a, a first-round tight, uh, tight end, uh, Cameron Brait. I mean, you name these guys because they're fantasy players. You just know who they are. They have a great defense with Quan Alexander and – oh, sorry, Quan Alexander was traded. But they've had a great defense, and they had a lot of good players this year. And they still were not able to capitalize. And Winston in that game – let me find it in a sec. That was the Houston game. He had – what was it? They have four interceptions, I believe. He had, he had – Yeah. He had four interceptions. And you just simply, you cannot do that. And out of Winston, like if you look at his past years, we're not seeing the growth that is needed in the NFL to be a starting quarterback. And and we'll move on to how Winston is not developing as well as he should be. And now that's going to translate a little bit later, but... He's thrown more touchdowns this year than any other year, but he's also thrown more interceptions than the two past years combined. So he he turned in the wrong direction with arguably better offensive talent, I would say, which is not good I, to see. I somewhat agree with you on that point. One thing that definitely um, increases interceptions is the addition of Bruce Arians. Because Winston was already a quarterback who – was trying to make every play he could, make every risk, not like go down as much. Right. Yeah. Um, Last year, it felt like towards the end of the season with Winston, the Buccaneers had finally made a stride. Like they finally like reached over the hump, and they were winning quite a few games at the end of last season. Yeah. So coming into this season, we expected Winston to take that like next step. And so bring in Arians. Right. Is- Arians is an, one of the most mistaken quarterback coaches out there. Right. Arians, I mean, I, I remember him on uh, uh, the, the the Cardinals, and they were they were an incredibly good team. I think the last year he was there, um, Carson Palmer ended up getting hurt, so they weren't able to move on in the playoffs. But he led them. I think Cardinals won the division that year. They might have been the first. They were up there. They were a great team until Carson Palmer got hurt. Um, but – when Arians came in over the offseason, I was like, I'm not a Bucks fan, but I'm rooting for the Bucks because I don't like the Saints. I'm not a big Falcons fan, and I'm not a big Panthers fan. I like to see the Buck. I like I like to see teams that win that don't win very often. And I was like, this is perfect for Jameis. He gets a, a experienced head coach. He has good offensive talent. He has a rookie running back, but everything around him is like solid. It's 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 built up. And it's better than most of the offenses in the league, besides like the core talent. Like you can argue that 
you know, without, you know, exception, exception of like the Saints maybe and the, the Chiefs and maybe a couple other teams out there, they have one of the best offenses in the league potential-wise because they have deep threats. They have guys who can catch the ball on the sideline. They have red zone threats. They have a running back. They have a running game. Uh, and it just seems to fall apart. And we know it's not Bruce Arians because we he's already proven himself. And I don't think it's the culture in, in, in ta- uh, Tampa as well because – I think they actually have a pretty decent culture in Tampa Bay. I'm not saying it's like incredible. I don't know that much, but it seems like it's it's all kind of Jameis Winston related, and that's the problem. What do you think? I mean, I agree with you on many fronts. Um, but one interesting change coming in like this year and last year, I guess, mm-hmm. was they were line. Like, after his second season, they, they lost, like, I think two of their starting alignment mm-hmm. well, um, over yeah. the offseason. And their line has not recovered since. Yeah, and I think that's partially because of the salary cap. And when you look at the salary cap with the talent that the offense has, you're not going to be able to hold on to as many guys as you want to. And that and that kind of relates to the problem with Winston because he's got a pretty big contract, I believe, in and he's not good enough where he can deal with a, a decent or a you know subpar offensive line and still be able to get the job done, which is I think a problem. Um, and here's the other problem that I see with Jameis Winston. The problem I see with Jameis Winston is the time he was drafted. We didn't know this at the time in 2015, but the league was changing in 2015 because. Between 2012, when Kirk Cousins and Ryan Tannehill and RG3, that was the start when RG3 first came into the league. That was like the last like pocket passer draft class, like the like the last one. And Winston came into the league at like a weird time in 2015. Like we don't we like everything between like 2012 and now was like a, a jump because in terms of quarterbacks. And so when Winston came into the league. We didn't know this at the time, but just, you know, a couple seasons later, four or five seasons later, we'd have a guy named Patrick Mahomes, you know, being able to do everything Jameis is able to do and more and at a higher level. We have Lamar Jackson, who I I did a video on him like last week, I believe. And he has fundamentally changed the league. and, And you can decide whether that's positive or negative. Into a, a more an, an, into a league where the quarterback needs to be mobile, and Jameis Winston is not mobile. That is probably one of his weaknesses in terms of his quarterback uh, potential and what he is good at as as a quarterback. And so now that the league is changing, it's not changing in favor of Winston. People aren't throwing the ball as much. They're they're doing RPOs and they're. And they're running the ball, and they need their quarterback to be mobile to be able to extend the play because that's where a lot of big plays happen now. And he's I mean, not. I mean, I don't. I'm not. I'm not a huge Viking or uh, Bucks fan, but I don't think he's that mobile. Is he, Connor? Uh, am I making a mistake here? No, you're completely correct on that front. But you also see still a lot of non-mobile quarterbacks winning. That's true. 
Tom Brady to winning. Mm-hmm. They're not even close to mobile. Jimmy Garoppolo right. is not too mobile. Um, and one thing you see in most of those teams is like, especially the 49ers this year, Jimmy Garoppolo is not the most mobile quarterback, but their run game is extraordinary. One right. That's what yeah. you see in the league. That's true. And, and their defense is Tampa very good. Bay, yeah. Tampa Bay, on the other hand, probably has the worst running court in the whole league. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I wouldn't disagree with that. I think Tampa Bay does have some problems that need to be filled, but I think the difference, the key difference between a uh, a a Jameis Winston and and a Jimmy Garoppolo or a Drew Brees or a Tom Brady or a Kirk Cousins or any guy who really isn't that mobile is Jameis Winston makes too many mistakes to be that mobile. If you do, you understand what I'm saying. Like, mobile yeah. quarterbacks often make more mistakes because they're on the run. So when they're extending plays, oftentimes, like, they don't see a defender come in or or something happens of that sort. But Winston, I mean, he just makes throws that are atrocious. Like, you're looking at him, and, and sometimes in the NFL, I mean, you can go back to when Brett Favre threw a crossbody in, 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 in the NFC Championship game. Like, that was a... There are throws in the NFL where you're you you look at it and and you're thinking, why did he just do that? There's no like there's no one open. He just threw it right to the defender. And Jameis Winston doesn't do that one or two or three times a season. It seems like he does that like 10, 11, 12 times a season, even more. Where he just throws it and and you're thinking to yourself, you you can't, there's no one open. You he's not open. You're throwing it basically to to a defender, and with thirty turnovers, your defense gets tired. Your defense, and that's part of the reason why I think the Bucks have had so much trouble on defense. Partially is because Jameis throws so many interceptions. Their defense is on the field, off the field, on the field, off the field, and they're tired at the end of games. I don't know. You watch the Buccaneers more than I do. Would you would you like to comment on that? Um, I don't know necessarily of them being too tired mm-hmm. as more of they have star players on that defense. That's they true. Yeah, Shaq Barrett. They had Gundamik and Sue for a year. Yeah, um, that's exactly. Yeah, yeah. David. Yeah, they have a good. They have One a good thing team. In common, is uh, those guys that I just mentioned off? Mm-hmm. They're really good in the pass rush. That's true. Um, but the thing is, they give up huge deep field plays. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So they're not necessarily on the field for too long. As right, I feel like many times a season they've given up like a fifty-yard catch down the field. Yeah. No, open. I and I, might, I think that happens too. Do you think there's frustration? Maybe, maybe not in the fan base, but in the locker room with Jameis Winston. Do you think, like a player like Mike Evans, who is like he he might be one of the best wide receivers in the league? Do you think he's frustrated with Jameis Winston that they're not winning, or that Jameis Winston is making mistakes? Um, you know, I don't necessarily. Think like you have plays that are necessarily because Mike Evans gets thrown to a lot. That's true. He he gets targeted a lot. 
And, I mean, obviously being the number one receiver, he has to do with a lot. But he he does catch quite a few balls. I mean, I'll, I'll give you that. I think I think he's happy with his 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 uh, importance in the Buccaneers' offense. But do you think – I know Bruce Arians isn't a fan of losing, obviously. But do you think that players in the locker room think that maybe it's time for a change, maybe on the defense or, you know, stuff like that? I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of players that think that. But on the other end, you would – I'm pretty sure it's like Shaq Baird in an interview saying like – um, that the team is still ready to like keep on with Jameis. Like they still believe in Jameis. I'm pretty sure he said just like a couple days ago. Yeah. Okay. Well, so this is going to be a very interesting off season in Tampa Bay to say the least. I think this is a pivotal off season going forward for Tampa Bay because this is like, this is it. I mean, this is Tampa Bay's future for the next five years, isn't it? In the in this offseason, do you do would you agree with that? Yeah, this this offseason um kind of makes or breaks the team, I feel like, in some ways. Right. Um Yeah, I know I would I would agree because at this point, Winston probably isn't gonna take anything less than a three year deal. And I think I don't think the Buccaneers would sign him to a one year deal. Because there's no real point in that. You're going to sign him to a bit. He's either going to be a long term or you're going to release him. There's no. I don't think there's an in between. I think you're either moving on or you're sticking with him. You you cannot really make an in between decision because then you're only delaying the process. Are you know what I'm thinking? Like yeah, I agree with you If if you sign him to a one year deal and then he's great, well then you've just delayed everything. Like you've delayed his contract and. If he sucks, then you've delayed the rebuild or whatever you're going to do, and you've wasted a year of Mike Evans, you've wasted a year of Chris Godwin. You've wasted, you know, so this is the year. This is the year for the Buccaneers. They got This offseason is incredibly, incredibly important. I think this is going to be an interesting offseason regarding the NFC South as well because we know the Panthers are going to adapt over the offseason. I don't know what's going to happen in terms of the quarterback with Cam Newton or – or, or Will Greer or Kyle Allen. I don't know. I don't know what's going on over there. But they're going to change it up in Tampa Bay. They have a new head coach. Everything is going to be changing up. Yeah, no Luke Keekly either. Right. And then the Saints are always a strong team in the regular season. Playoffs, not so much recently. But regular season-wise, that's true. And the Panthers are also are, – uh, the, the Saints, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with Drew Brees. But – we know they are more than capable backups in Teddy Bridgewater and Taysom Hill, and we'll see what happens with that. But no matter what, the Saints, I think, are going to be a solid team as well. The Falcons are a team that, you know, you really don't know what's going to happen. I think this year was a, a weird year for them. I think they didn't play well earlier in the season, and at the end of the season, I think they impressed even themselves um, with the wins that they pulled off. So... The the NFC South, which is the main competition, is 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 changing very rapidly around around the Buccaneers, and that's why this year is a problem for them in the offseason because they got to re-sign some players and they're gonna have to let some players go, and their draft pick isn't exactly it's in the middle. It's like what is it, ten or eleven, Connor? Uh, it's fourteen. Fourteen. 
So this is a big year. This is a big year. It's a re-sign year for Winston. The Bucks have not made the playoffs with Winston. Arians doesn't. I mean, Arians doesn't even like Winston. Didn't he? Didn't he come out in a press conference and say we could win with anybody? I, I am I making that up or was that? Yeah, he did. He did say that. But mm-hmm. I think. I mean, Arians' whole reason for coming here was he thought that he could change Winston and make him a good right. Player. And I don't think that's going to happen in one year. I think that's a a multi year approach, but. Does Arians have enough patience for that? I mean, that's a lot to take on, especially with, you know, this this year not being progress, but being, being you know, regression. Yeah, this is a really tough offseason because you're not going to be able to get, like, um, Joe Burrow to uh, – you're not going to get any, like, top three, four quarterbacks in this draft probably. Right. Um. And then at 14, the next quarterback's projected to go, like, maybe mid-second round with, like, Jalen Hurts. Right. So you have a big drop-off. So maybe you trade for a quarterback. Maybe you trade for a guy like Teddy Bridgewater. But in terms of Winston, like, you you just have to wrap your head around and you say, I mean, he blew it, didn't he? He kind of blew it in his career, uh, if this is the end. Do you, do you, th- do you agree? Um. I do not think it's possibly the end of his career. But if if this if he goes and becomes a, a backup for like New England or, or Miami, no, no team is gonna no team is gonna pay him as much money as he wants to right. be a backup. Yeah, um, which is why the Buccaneers basically, if you if you think that way, how any other team would only sign him as a backup, mm-hmm. the Buccaneers aren't gonna give him either what he wants because they think that no other team is going to sign him for that much. Right. No, that's definitely, that's, that's accurate. I, I just, when I watch Jameis, it's frustrating because you see he has talent. That's not, it's, it's, I think it's undeniable that he has talent. He has raw talent. Like he can sling the ball. Like he can throw it far. He, he has a great arm. I'm worried about his vision though. Like he doesn't, see the field as well as he should at this point in his career. Like, and I know it's a stretch, you know, you don't want to compare him to such a great talent like Jackson or Watson or, or uh, Mahomes. But I mean, who else is there to compare him to? Because right. He's not part of the old draft. And, and Brett Favre is probably the best, comparison to to Winston right they both sling the rock like no other they both throw tons of interceptions Brett Favre I think he holds the record for most interceptions ever but the difference is Brett Favre was able to win games while throwing interceptions and the Bucks have done that sometimes but I don't know I just feel like when Brett Favre did it he it was a different league when he played, you know, the league now is it's it's run centric. Like it's all about can your quarterback run the play action? Can your quarterback get out of the pocket? And if the answer is no, and he's a younger quarterback like Winston, who's only like twenty five or twenty six, if he's a younger quarterback, is it even worth it? Because he has the arm talent, but he doesn't have the experience that an older veteran like Rodgers or Breeze does. 
But he's not as – yeah. I don't know. What do you think? You're not getting Rogers or Breeze. Right. Are you going to take Teddy Bridgewater over James Winston? I don't know. I mean – I mean, you'd have, you'd have more like a guess consistent play. Right. I feel like there's way, way – I think the ceiling is higher. I think the ceiling is higher with James. I'll agree. Yeah. I. Um, but if it were me in this offseason and Bruce Arians, you know, you don't have to listen to this. You don't have to take my opinion as, as fact. If it were me this offseason, I'd cut my losses. I would, I would get, I would get a, a journeyman quarterback, a, a fill in year, someone who could fill in the gap and win games. Or I, I would, I would cut my losses with Winston. I would say, look, I'm, I, I would, I would say I'm done because, you're wasting too much talent with these wide receivers. You're, you're it's simply and, too much, and, and there are there. I wouldn't. I would just. I would be done. I, I. I think at some point you just you have to you have to break it up. I. I so you'd say like franchise tag Shaq Barrett and then just. Anyway, I mean, yeah. I. I think that the Buccaneers have a lot of, a lot of great players that they want to keep, and. I'm done, like with Winston. I, I I think if they keep him, it's a mistake because he's not shown growth. He's he's getting he's not young anymore, and I'm not saying you're going to get a a great quarterback, but there are a lot of quarterbacks in this league who you could get maybe for a year, maybe longer. Like we saw a bunch of them this year come in as backups, or are they are they backups right now? I think they exist in the league that are starter. Uh, they have a starter uh, capability. I think there are some in college level that you might be able to find. And I think regardless, you move on from Winston. I think I'm done. I, I, I'm done. I'm done with Winston. I don't want to – this is – I don't want to talk about him ever again. This is all you will hear of Jameis Winston ever. I'd like to thank Connor DiBiase for joining us today. And please tune in next time. I don't know what it's going to be. Tune in next time, and I'm sure it'll be a good one. Thank you for watching The Master Plan.